What if you grow old one day? What would your value and worth be? There will always be new beauty queens, 18-year-old beauty queens every single year. What then will make you different from the rest? It's the path that you choose and the decision that you make as a woman of influence. This is Women Killing It. Each week, women who are killing it in their careers share their stories and advice for making it in today's working world. Your host is Sally Hubbard. Today, I'm talking to Janisha Alora, the co-founder of Soul Rich Woman, a business platform that aims to empower and connect women entrepreneurs in Asia and globally. Janisha, congratulations. You are killing it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. I really um, want to hear all about your career path. But could we start by talking about Soul Rich Woman? What, what is it and what's the mission behind it? Soul Rich Woman is a platform to help women to achieve their ambitions. We are a platform that women are learning to play their A game. You know, traditionally where women are, you know, always in the kitchen, they're always taking care of their kids, they're in their own um, area of comfort. So Soul Rich Woman is a network, online network, where we allow women to connect with each other so that they no longer need to be within the glass ceiling anymore of parenthood, motherhood, or a housewife. You know, they can do more with their lives. The dreams and the visions that they had many years ago before they became mothers and how they can translate that brilliance, that fire in the belly, into something that they want to do, their visions and their dreams. So there are a few areas that we support women in doing, for example, in terms of their brand building, in terms of their business, in terms of their motherhood, because we have experts, okay? Because I'm just one of the mentors in Soul Rich Woman. We have um, mentors who are mother of five, you know, and they are mentoring women who are having, um, you know, who wants to know more about how to care for five kids and juggling their business at the same time. So literally, we are a network with underground communities, underground to serve the needs of the women in the community. You know, in this podcast, we talk a lot about some of the challenges for women and, you know, what works. I try, I'm trying to gather what works for women in the workplace because things that men do don't often work well for women. When a woman does it, oftentimes people don't respond the same way as they mm -hmm. do when a man does it. I am really interested in, in knowing what is it like um, in Asia? I mean, is it different for the different countries that you're in or is it kind of the same issues in terms of it being um, more traditional, I'm assuming, than it is in the U.S. in terms of women's roles? I think in Asia, we are a little bit more submissive. We are a little bit more, we are less vocal than women in the US. We are more traditionally brought up because of the generations of the generations of our grandfather, of our grandmother, where we are brought up, you know, you're supposed to, you know, grow up, study, graduate with maybe a degree or, you know, and support a family, and then you're supposed to find a husband, uh, have kids, preferably two or more, and then um, from there, find a job, nine to five, you know, if you can, stay at home, be a mother, be a good mother, raise your kids, and then have grandkids. So literally, the process is the same. You know, like our grandparents, just like my, my auntie and my uncles, they, they, my mom, they are a generation of, my mom's family is a generation of 13 um, daughters and sons. One, three. So that in Asia is being, you know, 
incultivated in us in terms of you know you need to get married and then you must have kids and then you must have you know you must have a secure job you know nine to five and then you know you go back and then you repeat the same process again so looking at this we wanted to break through so over the years because of the influences i mean from other places and of course internet has opened up and that has allowed women to transcend beyond just the day-to-day living and beyond their roles that is stated by the society even though we are still a little bit more conservative in terms of asia Um, But we are looking to reach out more to have the opportunity to shine in our own way and be a little bit more vocal, a little bit bit more liberal in the things that we do. I also want to talk a bit about your career. You know, you've done, you've had such an interesting path. Are there any particular highlights or proud moments that really stand out for you? For me, one of the very good moments was being able to transit from a beauty queen image into a full-fledged entrepreneur. Now, let me give you the context on how that happened and and how, because of this change, it allowed me to transform more women's lives. So back then, when I was a beauty queen, I was still trading time for money. I was, you know, an image consultant and I was teaching, training um, for, you know, CEOs and politicians as well as decision makers. So over the time, of course, I went, um, I wasn't able to do my business well because I just imagine a chef trying to start a restaurant, artist trying to do an art gallery and a maybe a, a, a singer trying to start a music school so literally literally I had not much of a business skill you know, to to do business really uh, because I was a medical graduate so looking looking at the transition I met this mentor his name is James Wee he was the one who showed me the path of looking no longer trading time for money but looking to transcend uh, myself from just the beauty queen and, you know, teaching image and stuff, but into the online world plus into the real world entrepreneurship. And I'm really, really thankful and so grateful to to him. And of that because of that, my experience in terms of entrepreneurship has evolved so much. And uh, when you mentioned from being a beauty queen, you were Miss Singapore, right, in 2006? Yeah, I was Miss Singapore many times. <laughs> Oh, many times you're Miss Singapore? Yeah, yeah we yeah, represented Singapore um, two times, actually. Wow. That was kind of, you went from that, from being Miss Singapore to being uh, a woman entrepreneur and also now a role model for, for other women entrepreneurs in Asia. Okay, that is for, a big change. Yeah, but, but first, <laughs> let me qualify my statement because I don't want people okay. to misunderstand. Because being a beauty queen is awesome because it gives me the opportunities to see the world, to travel the world, to meet people, to be in social circles that you have never imagined. I mean, it's awesome. But you see, after a while, you know, beauty is always a double-edged sword, Sally. You know, people look at you and you're like, yeah, you're so pretty. So what can you do? <laughs> you know, you're a beauty queen. So, so I get a lot of I mean, especially in Singapore, we are not a beauty queen farm, if you understand what that means. That means that we, yeah, you're a beauty queen, but you still need to prove yourself, prove your worth, and really climb the ladder, whether you're in business or whether you are, you know, in your corporate um, moments. So it's like a stack on. It's not one or the other. 
you know what I'm trying to say? It's like a jigsaw puzzle. You're just putting pieces together, forming the greater picture of your destiny because I choose my life by design and not live my life by fate. And the thing about beauty also is, you know, it fades, right? So if that's really where your skills are around beauty and your value is around beauty, then what happens when you get older and society <laughs> doesn't look at you that way, right? Yeah, you I get mean, old. <laughs> You know, I've I'm certainly seeing because I'm 40 years old, and I've certainly seen, you know, women having a real hard time with the changes that they're going through and just trying to fight it so much. And I think that if your worth is really tied up in your beauty, mm. it's much harder to deal with mm-hmm. than than if you have other reasons that you have worth. You know, because you're a successful businesswoman, because you're financially independent, and all these other reasons. Yeah, and that's what my mentor told me. He said, my mentor James Wee, he said, you know what, Janisha, you don't need a Prince Charming to come and save you. You don't need to tie your success with your beauty. There's no need. Because like you said, Sally, what if you grow old one day? What would your value and worth be? There will always be new beauty queens, 18-year-old beauty queens every single year. What then will make you different from the rest? It's the path that you choose and the decision that you make as a woman of influence. How are you going to develop yourself so that you invest in the matter above the neck? Let's quickly check in with Coach Rachel of rachelbgarrett.com. You've written about how when you believe that you're trapped in your job, you are. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I have a lot of people who come to me and say, I'm stuck in this job, I can never get out. And it's really, they talk about it as if it's happening to them. And the mindset shift that we need to make um, first before you know they're able to get out is really fi- realizing that they're in control. And when you're choosing to feel stuck, you are stuck. And you know, first it's that noticing that you're stuck um, before you can do anything about it. Um, and, you know, first I like to ask them, what are you getting out of being stuck? Because, you know, as humans, we don't really do things that we don't get something out of. And sometimes it's, you know, feeling comfortable or it's, well, I, ha- I may have some flexibility in this job. And if I left it, I, I would go to something that's left fle- less flexible. And those things are important to acknowledge before you can um, get yourself out of that situation. Also, acknowledge that it's temporary. Uh, this may be a situation that you're, you know, you're dealing with right now, and it feels like it's going to be in your entire life, and that puts so much pressure on you and on in the situation. By taking a step back and saying, "This is temporary. It's what's happening right now. It's not always going to be like this." it lifts something and, you know, some possibilities open up for you. I have to say that's something that it took me until now being 40 years old to figure this out. And when you have the benefit of hindsight and you realize that everything is temporary. Yes. Yeah. It's that, you know, that moment when your kids are young and it feels like, how am I going to do this? These people are attached to me. And you realize, you know, this is such a temporary time, you know, in the in the place where I am, where my kids are six and nine. You know, there's so much more flexibility and freedom. And I, I look back at that time and say, wow, I was really tethered to them, you know, in a good way. Uh, but it was, you know, it was time to tough to get time away. 
Yeah, I might I'm at the same phase as you and I I like it so much more, but certainly when I was in the baby years, I felt like this is going to be my life forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also say to people, um, what are your superpowers? So, what are, you know, the strengths that you have that you can use that you've used in other situations that you can use to get yourself out of this situation? And, you know, sometimes they'll um, come up with a few really uh, strong strengths of theirs. And then we create a plan around how they're going to use those things. And so you've learned a lot, it sounds like, through all the different challenges that you've taken on. Um, Do you have any advice in terms of things that you know now that you wish you would have known sooner in your career? Well, I wish I would have st- I could have started earlier. I mean, um, but for me to tell my younger self or to me to really look back, I I would not give anything up. You know, I'm I'm just a part of a, it's just part of the learning process. I mean, if I had all the money in the world when I was first born and I didn't need to work my, and support myself through school, then I would not understand the true value of money. I would not understand how hard. Um, hard work is like I will not understand how other women who have suffered through their own hardships I will not be able to have the empathy and the depth of connection with them when I mentor other women and also other women entrepreneurs also when I went into six-figure debts if I have not gone through that then I will not be able to share with women the idea of financial um, planning financial independence and how they can you know live their life better with being more well managed in a certain way. So one experience or the other is more like a experience. I believe that everything happened for a reason, time and place for everything. So I'm a true believer of that. I always adopt the attitude that with clarity there is power and when things happen they are not mistakes. They are they are lessons that I can learn. So if I don't learn them, you know, the universe will position it in it in itself that for you to repeat it again. So <laughs> better learn your lesson and then grow to the next level. That's interesting. If you don't learn your lesson, you're going to be tested again. That's, I, that's, a, that's a good way to think about it. But I would like to hear a little bit about more about your path. So from currently, you um, are the co-founder of Soul Rich Woman, and you also have some other businesses. Could you tell us about what other businesses you have right now? So besides founding Soul Rich Woman. Um, I also am a partner in a cafe retail chain. So we started, uh, my partner started this uh, brand called Coffee Now Here. And then we grew it and we sell franchise through, uh, we sell franchise through exhibitions and of course through our own network. I also do a skincare distribution business where I support local we support this brand called Olive, A-U-O-L-I-V-E. So this is a local brand that we develop uh, and we just launched it last year and we are distributing across um, Asia. I also do business coaching for women entrepreneurs and aspiring business owners. So I have the online program, which is in Soul Rich Woman. And basically when they join membership uh, as a member in Soul Rich Woman, they will be given access to a certain membership program where they'll learn how to improve their confidence, their, their procrastination, their self-doubt. And then there'll be areas in terms of brand building, there's areas of entrepreneurship, there's areas of e-commerce. So this membership area 
is something that I invest my time and technology in because I believe in so much in leveraging in technology to run my business these days and do a lot of I do a lot of coaching online mentoring online in fact and because of my experience I find that online is something that I have so much adoration you know so much like interest in because this has really opened up um, like you know business channels and distribution of goods and distribution of knowledge and connecting with women that I've never thought of connecting with. It is great I mean just the global network of women that we you know seems to be arising I mean one thing that I thought was so interesting was uh, when there was the Women's March uh, soon after Donald Trump took office in the U.S. And there was a Women's March throughout the entire globe. Yeah. And, you know, at the Internet, of course, the information available to everyone enabled that. And there were people marching, you know, all over, women marching all over all the planet. So, you know, that gave me a lot of hope that we, as connected all together, can help each other and and, you know, get to a point of greater equality by, you know, lifting each other up. Yeah. So Soul Rich Woman, when 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 I created this, I, I want to use technology. So I leverage on technology to connect all the women in the different countries. You also mentioned that a lot of your members are kind of juggling being mothers. One The one mentor you mentioned who has five children. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's a big topic here in the U.S. Where really? The idea of trying to juggle all the responsibilities of motherhood and still be success- successful in your career, it's a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Are there any um, support systems available in Asia? I mean, do the grandparents play a greater role or family in helping with the child care? Or is it really women having to, you know, just figure it all out for themselves? Oh no, Singapore is awesome, <laughs> Sally. We have childcare, we have daycare, <laughs> we have grandparents, we have helpers, helpers which is like maid. So it's like we have literally set up an ecosystem to support women in terms of their uh, business and their kids. It's no longer a difficult time. That's why Singapore women entrepreneurs are stepping up. A lot of the mumpreneurs are also stepping up because of the well-developed system that we are gaining grounds on, especially here in Singapore. Now, for other countries, I would not say... Uh, I would not say so because like uh, in my other Soul Rich Woman in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, Valerie, she needed to get her son, who is 17 years old, to step up to help to care for the other two um, younger siblings. And then she will handle the other two, which is her daughter and the 10-month-old son. So it's literally a more of a support system within the family itself from what I see in Malaysia based on this case study. So here in Singapore, we have co-working spaces that women can bring their kids to uh, here in Singapore. So they can work and then they can have kids with them at the same time. So it's, it's awesome. That is amazing. So do the kids, are the kids in childcare at the co-working space or are they with, actually with the mothers? Because I imagine working 
with your child next to you could be challenging. But is there child care being offered at the co-working facility? Yes, uh, at the child uh, at the co-working space itself, there is a, a play area where there are some helpers who are there or trained um, or educators who are there to support the mompreneurs who uh, have brought their kids to the space or to the co-working space. Another alternative that I've also seen is that workspace here in Singapore are more opening up to moms bring their kids for work. So they allow the moms to actually bring the kids to work. So, But not all offices or not all corporations are open to that. But we are seeing an acceptance in that because we, the government is really putting this message that you know women is beyond just the roles, that juggling all these roles and we really need our break. We really need support. And um, our Singapore government is really hearing that. And even, uh, even giving fathers more leave uh, in terms, you know how maternity leave is only for women, right? We now also have paternity leave for men here in Singapore. That's awesome. I've heard about this. There's been some movements toward that. There's definitely advocates who want that in the U.S., getting corporations to agree to it, and then also creating a corporate culture where the men feel comfortable actually taking it. I know in Canada, they did a test where they actually made paternity leave mandatory, mm-hmm. and it had all these great resp- results where it, the parenting ended up getting more equal. Um, and many years later, you know, the marriages were better and everything like that because the men had taken the paternity leave and had, you know, it wasn't just women taking the time off and becoming the experts on being moms, but the men also learned how to be dads, you know, and learned how to take care of the of the children more, you know, because they were around, right? But that's not been happening, you know, that's getting, there's people ad- advocating for that in the U.S., but it's still not the norm at all. Um, very interesting to hear that this is happening in Singapore. <laughs> I heard that Hong Kong also, I, I, I interviewed a woman on this show who started her business in Hong Kong and said there was also a lot of support for women entrepreneurs there. So I don't know. I think maybe some of us uh, us need to leave. Some of us in the U.S. need to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, Sally, come to Singapore. Come, come. We welcome you. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think it's really wonderful, you know, and I think that these changes are going to be really good for women yeah. because it, if there's more flexibility, then it just makes it easier to do that juggle of, of, of all the motherhood, you know, obligations and work if it's all kind of much more on your terms, right? Yeah, and I find, and I do, there are two observations that I've seen. First, uh, even in working spaces, um, it's no longer bound by the desk. So big corporations are also acknowledging that they have opened um, this up to foster more entrepreneurship as well within their work uh, working environment to seek out new projects and stuff and no longer just confined to that space. The second ob- uh, observation I saw is that the millennials these days are no longer... Like us, mean mean the for us those older generation, you know, we are more a uh, little bit more rigid. We are not as fluid. They, of course, they say they want more control, but they are more daring. I would say more courageous in the things that they want to pursue. Then they say they want to do a startup. They say, okay, let's bootstrap in a small office or in a small in in, in one room, you know. Or some of them I've seen, they said, okay, I want to do a, a startup. And then they're like, okay, let's go and get investors, you know. And they are just looking and researching and finding proposals, writing proposals, looking for investors and doing pitching every single day. You know, they're out there hustling. 
So I would not say uh, millennials are different is in a in a not in a in a bad way. I would say that it's there's positivity out from it, and there's so much for us to learn from them as well. So within the network, um, in my own network, when I observe all these millennials. I rub off their spirit of excellence. I rub off them for their hustling, you know, because they are like, you know, out there and they're pursuing their dreams. So there's something to learn from them. And I think it's going to be required going forward, just the nature of work. It's not like, you know, my parents' generations generation in particular, people would get a job and the co- company would just employ them for their whole, you know, career. For 30 years, they could work for <laughs> DuPont, right? Yeah. And then they would retire with a nice pension and they'd be set for their retirement and that's just not the reality anymore people can't count on that yeah (laughs) so i know i want to teach my children how to hustle and how to make their own way because you can't just sit back and think oh i'm gonna have a a, my job provide for me and be safe and secure it's just not gonna it's just not the way things are yeah and i want to add on to that and they are no longer they are no longer like us who once i mean like the older generation, the security. I mean, not. I mean, it may be a sweeping statement, but I've observed a lot of the millennials. They are all about passion. They're all about their life. You know, it's okay they don't have much money in their bank, but they, you know, as long as they're, they're doing something they like or they're following a leader that they believe in, it's okay. I can just take a lower salary for for now, or I can just um, you know, live with less now, but with a vision that has been sold to them. So they get excited about that. And I have to say, from all the women that I've had on this podcast, one very common theme has been that when you follow your passion, that is when you find success. Whereas, you know, I was kind of raised with, well, yeah, you can follow your passion and good luck making money at it, right? Like, good luck making money doing what you think is passionate. You should just get a safe job, you know? And I became a lawyer, right? (laughs) And, but it's, I think that was actually wrong. I mean, I've heard time and time again from the successful women that I've had on this show that when they really tapped into what made them passionate, that is when their career took off. Yep, passion is important. So, I mean, you're very passionate about lifting up other women, and that's why you're having so much success with um, a soul rich woman, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, passion is part of the equation, but that, but that realization, I think for me, was more the realization that success isn't about glorious wins, and success isn't that $1 million. Success isn't making just another $500,000. It's no longer that, and it's not that, because I find that the the notion of success has been blurred by the, oh, are you having six figures, or are you having seven figures, and that kind of deters a lot of women to step up more because they're like, okay, I'm not, not making seven figures, so my self-worth is not justified. Or because I'm not making five figures now, uh, does it mean that I'm not, I'm not um, you know, defined? Mm-hmm. So they become defined by the numbers that they want to make because of that, you know, path of they took in terms of their entrepreneurship and how much they're making. So Soul Rich Woman is more like what I said for me, Injecting passion is one, but cultivating that attitude, that being soul or having soul on the inside, which means being fulfilled and happy in everything that you do, the decisions that you make, the life choices that you do, and being rich in terms of the health, wealth, mental health also, and of course, being wealthy in terms of your own wealth. And their health, you mentioned their health as being a part of it. And I think that's something that if you're focusing only on dollars, and hard work, um, the health can very much go by the wayside and be neglected. 
So for you, part of the definition of success is being healthy and yeah. mentally well. Because for me, I, I do, I mean, I, I went for my health checkup and I found a lump in my left breast. So I got a health scare just recently. But thank God, uh, everything went well. I mean, it was nothing cancerous. And I just felt very strongly that our, our health, you know, even though how much money we make, if we're not taking care of our health, just as mothers taking care and giving themselves so much to the kids, but not taking care of themselves, then how are you going to enjoy the fruits of your labor in future? Exactly. And we're that's something we've talked a lot about and trying to make sure that we take care of ourselves as well. It's a big challenge for a lot of women with everything that they have on their plates and also with just feeling like their role is to take care of others rather than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Janisha, we're out of time, but I want to thank you. This has been such an interesting conversation, and um, I think I'm going to have to try to get my family moved up to uh, Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> please come. Please do. But I look forward to um, seeing what Soul Rich Woman has has to come. And for our listeners, if they want to learn more about you, what's the best place on the web for them to look? There are two places, in fact, three places you can go. First is just go to the website, soulrichwoman.com. That's the place to go to. Second place, you can look for me. Just Google Genesha Alora, um, spelled as G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. And then just Google me. You should be able to find me. Connect with me. I want to hear from you. Um, what do you think about today's episode? And I would love to you know, be a part of your life. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. It was such a pleasure. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to our podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes. And most importantly, tell a friend about us. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>